chapter 11, verses 1 through 5. I say then, had God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Wot ye not what the scripture said of Elias? How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets, and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what said the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to, to the election of grace. God's grace toward Israel continues. God is not through with Israel. There is a remnant that will believe in Jesus. Paul showed this by the example of Elijah. Elijah thought he was the only one left among Israel that had stayed true to God. But God let him know that he had 7,000 more men who had also remained faithful to him. All right, let's look at verses 6 through 11. And if by grace, then it is no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel had not obtained that which he seeketh for, for the election had obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God had given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, unto this day. And David said, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back always. I say then, have they stumbled, that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Paul shows here that grace and the law, which is works, are diametrically opposed to each other. Israel had not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the, but the election had obtained it and the rest were blinded. This means here that God blinded Israel's uh, spiritual eyes in part for two reasons. God blinded Israel's spiritual eyes in part for two reasons. Number one, to allow a remnant of the Gentiles to be saved. And number two, to provoke Israel to jealousy. Now, someone may say, I just don't understand why God would do this. Well, guess what? <laughs> Our thoughts are not his thoughts. God is sovereign. Always remember that God is sovereign and he does whatever he will to do. I'm certainly not complaining. <laughs> I'm glad he made room for us, the Gentiles. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Because had he not, none of us would be saved today. All right, verses 12 through 21. My God, my God. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles. I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to immolation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? 
For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, wert grafted in among them, and with them partakes of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off, and thou standest by fate. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spare not the natural branches, take heed lest he also spare not thee. Now Paul now speaks to the Gentiles. He says that he is an apostle to the Gentiles. It was a privilege to preach the gospel to them. He enjoyed doing it for two reasons. First, he loved seeing the Gentiles get saved. Secondly, he hoped that it would provoke the unbelieving Jews to believe. Then he tells us that we are never to allow pride to enter into our hearts, despising the unbelieving Jews. Instead, we ought to be grateful to God for allowing us, the Gentiles, to become a part of his family. And just like God didn't spare the unbelieving Jews, he will not spare the the unbelieving Gentiles. Verses 22 and 23. Behold thou for the goodness and the severity of God on them which fail severity. But toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Now, we see two things here. Number one, the judgment of God against the rejection of Christ against sin. And number two, the grace of God to those that will trust Christ. Then he says, since God accepted the Gentiles who had no merit, surely God can and will restore those of Israel who will accept the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, let's look at verses 24 through 32. For if thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and worked, grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion the, deliver, the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. As according to the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the father's sake. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. For as ye in times past have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. Even so have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. For God had concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. Now, Paul is continuing his thought. On the mercy of God that has been shown toward the Gentiles because of Israel being blinded in part. God has placed all, both Jews and Gentiles, on equal footing so that all could have a chance to be saved. And God did it this way so that the Jews who comes to him won't be able to say that they were saved by their own merit. All right, let's look at verses 33 through 36 of the 11th chapter. 
Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who had known the mind of the Lord? Or who had been his counselor? Or who had first given to him and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Listen, God can't be figured out. He is God and God alone. He is sovereign, always doing whatever he wants to do when he wants to do it. Who can question his decisions? The answer is no one. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Everything he does is for his glory. And amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Everything he does is for his glory. Amen. (laughs) My God, my God. 